Welcome everyone to another edition of the Advent IM Risk and Business podcast. I'm joined today by some of my favourite consultants here at Advent IM, and uh, I've got Peter Daniel. Hello. And I've got Leighton. Hi. And I've got Liam. Good afternoon. And we thought we'd have a little roundtable chat about a favourite topic of mine. So. I got pulled up about this recently, um, or not so much pulled up, but really um, generated a lot of debate online at a webinar that I was speaking at. And the question I'd posed was, we all agree that security belongs at board level, but do we agree that security people belong on the board? So this is very much one of those, this is, this is what I'm asking, hey, hey, discuss. What do you think, guys? I think we can all agree that security, in some way, shape or form, needs to have some presence in a boardroom setting. Um, but you raise an interesting point, Mike, that do we really need to have a security personnel within that room? Um, you could argue that, and this is probably my point as well, that you would need someone with at least some foundational knowledge uh, of information security in that level, um, if not to have some sort of professional capacity, but to at least have some sort of understanding that, well, what are the security implications of whatever they might be implementing, and any decisions that might be sort of moving forward, any projects that are coming on board. Um, as much as you might need, you know, someone from a financial perspective looking at budgets, I would argue that you'd need someone with a security hat on thinking, well, how does this affect us operationally as a business and how can we protect our data? So, from so it's less about practitioners and more about leadership. Yeah, and from a governance perspective, I mean, you might have somebody on the board who really understands spreadsheets and financial accounting, um, may not necessarily be an accountant or financial director, but also from a governance perspective, what the, the law says is that actually all directors have an obligation to understand the finances of their company, even if they're not directly responsible for managing that spreadsheet. And I guess, you know, I would see that from a security perspective that probably for me, it's about having better communication to the board so they understand the issues than necessarily having somebody on the board who's still being ignored because they're not communicating particularly well. What do you reckon, Leighton? Yeah, I think it all depends on the context of what they're talking about. And I think in a, when you're having a meeting about something, what are the security implications? Do you necessarily have to have somebody there and then talking about it? Maybe not, but maybe cut away to another meeting to speak to that security, more security-minded person to understand or get a better understanding of what they can do to protect their information. So then when they do have another board meeting, that point of contact, who is on the board, can feed it back to the rest of the board. I hope I'm on the right track there, but yeah, that's, that's my thinking, that's how I'm thinking about it at the moment. So I'm not necessarily in the boardroom, 
but just like what you said, yeah, have the directors or people on the board, sorry, have that yeah. understanding yeah. of security, at least or the foundation understanding. So then when they are getting informed of the risks involved or what they need to do to protect it, they'll have a at least a better understanding of what they need to do. I'd agree with what Leighton said as well about the, the context of it. Um, obviously different companies, different organisations have different um, structures. Uh, one company might have a chief financial officer, a chief tech officer, a chief information security officer. Um, and there's probably a danger that uh, you're getting into the territory of overkill um, if you're packing the room with a load of security people. It probably sounds quite strange because we're security people sat around the table. Um, so we might be biased towards thinking that security is one of the you know, chief uh, considerations for any board decisions. Um, but it's always important to take, I think, a balanced approach. I think if you were to have a, uh, a chief information security officer who reports well, and he reports, he or she, I should say, reports quality information to the board, um, then that should filter through so everybody has an understanding. You don't necessarily need um, a web developer or you know a, a first line technician if you like uh, in the room um, but if your CISO is doing what they should be doing um, I think that would be enough yeah I think I think something similar I think that if, if risk is being reduced as a result of those communications and as a result of those meetings then you've got the appropriate person in the room I think if there is a mixed messages or difficulty in communication because perhaps the language is too technical or the presentation is too difficult for a board to understand, then it actually just heightens the disconnection um, rather than uh, closes it. So I think if you've got the right person communicating in the right way at the right level with the right people, they don't necessarily need to be a security person per se, they just need to be able to communicate effectively at the right level about it. I guess it's one of those things, isn't it, uh, in board meetings, is it going to be a case of it's too many cooks spoil the broth sort of thing, that you have too many people on the board, uh, too many people uh, giving their opinion, giving their influence. So I guess, are we really asking the right question here? And in my mind, what I'm thinking is, do we want someone in that infosec position as a decision maker? Because that's what I would see the board as being, as those that make the decisions, those that drive change. I'm not saying that security shouldn't be part of that change, but what I'm saying is, do they need to have a seat at that table? Or could they just be feeding into those decisions from elsewhere? And I think that's, that's a lot of what we've seen um, over the last few years are that the decisions are being made at the board level, but they're being made by that technical person or that security person, not by the board. And so I, I don't personally feel as though security risk has become better understood at the board. It's just there is almost a, oh, well, we've got a director that takes care of that now, so we don't, now we definitely don't need to understand any of it. I think, yeah, I think there's, there's always going to be a gap between, in the technical understanding of a board member and uh, you know a chief technical officer or a chief information security officer uh, I, I, I'd agree with what Ellie said it's at that point it's about leadership 
So the board don't necessarily need to know that you've got this, uh, you know, this new box that's going to do, that's going to a new firewall or whatever, whatever it might be. But it's how the the C-suite executives probably, if they're attending board meetings, how do they bridge the gap in technical understanding? So mm. it comes down to leadership and communication at that point, I think. Yeah, I would go with that. I think also um, what we what we probably need to see more of is reports that go to the board that actually contain a so what as opposed to just technical jargon and also that the so what is associated with a call to action so we're laying out the implications of these security issues or these security risks we want the board then to decide whether they're going to accept that risk or not and we want the board to determine and communicate back to us our security teams what it is they want us to do about those risks and to what level uh, in line with you know an understanding of risk appetite and sometimes i think the security teams get into the uh, the mindset of risk avoidance rather than risk management because they're judged on organizations not having anything go wrong as opposed to managing risk and enabling the business itself no i agree it comes down to communication doesn't it at the end of the day if you can't uh, present your case um, in a level which is easily understood by any audience regardless of their knowledge of information security or lack of uh, then can you really claim that you're doing your job in sort of being able to address that risk um, by being able to communicate it at a level where as you've said Mike that um, here's the risk here's the problem that it could present, but here are some options that we could take with it in that kind of wraparound management approach rather than how are we going to run away from this problem. Yeah, so ex explain the problem, give options, but still call the board to action to make the decision over which actions to pursue. And it's interesting, we're all using the word communication here, but how often do you see that as a skill requirement in a job advert for people in security? No, it's more focused on the technical aspect. Yeah. And I think, like I was mentioned, and we're all talking about communication, in my experience, what the board want to see is probably something as simple as a red, amber, green. Mm. Uh, right, how quickly do we need to act? What exactly do we need to do? Mm -hmm. um, when what order do we need to do it what, in? Yeah, well, yes. what, which, is, yeah. which one's the high priority? <laughs> yeah. and maybe how much will it cost? When, well, when can we have yeah. it done by as well, sorry. Yeah, they want solutions, not problems, don't they? And yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think when it comes to security, you know, what is the problem and how do we fix it or how do we mm. manage it? Mm. And, and actually, you know, a board meeting, really only about 20% of a board meeting should be about problem solving in the here and now. The other 80% is what the board are there to do, which is to plan for the future and development of strategy. So if we're swamping the board with problems, we're actually eating their into their ability to be strategic thinkers, um, which is taking away their There's a possibility of over-communicating as well, Mike, as well. So going back to what uh, Liam was just saying about the appropriate communication, you need to make mm. sure that you've asked them how they want to be communicated with. So they might not want spreadsheets, for instance. Mm. They may be, there may be a template that's in use mm. by other departments in the business, and that's how they like to receive their information. Um, you know, it may be something as simple as that that helps you discipline your thinking in a way that makes it more meaningful for them and you're more likely to get a positive response. You're more likely to be invited back, actually. 
um, and there's, a, there's more of a chance of the risk actually being reduced as a result of that, um, that particular communication. And yet, ironically, in the InfoSec uh, core competency framework, um, communication is seen as a soft skill and a nice to have rather than a mandatory requirement. It is, it is Mike, but also if you have a look at the Information Security Workforce uh, study that was done, I think it's the 2018 one was the last one that I read in any depth, but um, that actually said that recruiters are actively looking now for communication skills. They're taking the technical skills as a given. Um, that if you're applying for this role, then we're going to assume that you know that you need these technical skills, but we also need you to be able to communicate because they know that um, risk is not necessarily being reduced as a result of these interactions between security people and, and business leaders. Mm. And what, what about actual business skills themselves, understanding the mechanics of business and how business it, it is done, you know, sort of like a business administration type entrance course for InfoSec people because again you know particularly if you've come up through an IT route you may never have actually been exposed to anything commercial or business focused. It, it depends on the level about which that person within information security is working at. Um, you, you can talk to and what I've been thinking about is that you can talk to your your cyber ops team, you can talk to your instant managers and all they're focused on predominantly is firefighting. Uh, where it's all about what's happening in the here and now, what's happening in the present. And we've spoken a bit about uh, those at board looking into the future. So what's their kind of really their view on future proofing? Uh, how can they look within the next five years? How do they have the capacity to when they are focused on the here and now and making sure that systems are running as they should be, businesses or clients are protected as they should be? Um, and just getting through the day almost. Um, mm. So I think it. If really we've got a lot of security people that are that are focused on some stuff that could be um, automated or potentially could sit within the responsibility of um, all staff as part of their general security awareness to look after things in general to free up the security people to do a little bit more of the horizon scanning that we really need them to do. I think. Uh, it's kind of like the inverse of the board member uh, position, where they, they should be planning for the future and not necessarily focused on the technical stuff and then like the nitty gritty of InfoSec. And then the people that are sort of on the front line of security um, don't necessarily need to take a holistic, uh, don't you know take a holistic view of the organization. And then somewhere in the middle, uh, is a sweet spot for communication between the two. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's um, I think it's fascinating that we we still see so many board reports that are very heavily technically focused. Um, even when we're trying to communicate the results of you know vulnerability tests and penetration tests and things like that is all of the risks are couched in highly technical language which you know even as a career IT person sometimes I'm struggling to understand just how critical that issue is and I think yeah. you're right there um, Liam I think there is a there's a need for some some form of transitional layer that goes between the, the technical people and the non-technical people to allow that yeah. interpreter 
Yeah. Security interpreter, that's what we need. I, I've had it in post <coughs> previously where, you know, I've been talking to firewall teams and they've been generating reports for me which have, you know, this boundary has been hit X thousands of times by entities that we're unsure about. And in my view, it's like, well, any of them, have any of them actually got through? Have they all been blocked and dropped at the firewall? If they have, why are we really concerned about it? And it's that kind of, that generating that kind of uh, communication, isn't mm. it really? As to, instead of me going to the board and saying, look, look at all these high mm. numbers, it should yes. really be me saying, look, our firewalls are working. Yeah. Yes. Doing what they, is it information or is it communication? Is it an actual piece of insight or is it just a data? Mm. It's not working, how do we fix it? Mm. And let's get people who know how to fix it up in the boardroom to talk about it. And, and that, that, that's exactly what I was referring to earlier when I said that the reports need to have the so what is okay. Yes, we've been hit by X thousand port scans from China or Russia or whatever and nobody has got in which means that actually we're really doing a good job of protecting our perimeter from these hostile scams rather than in some ways if you leave it at the numbers you're almost creating your own fear uncertainty and doubt aren't you it's, it's all about fud and not, nothing yeah. about and that i suppose then leads on to the board themselves struggling to understand their return on investment yeah no yeah no, true. Yeah, you're, you're spending this amount of money on tech. But if you're questioning it at every report, mm -hmm. what's what's really the point in having it, almost? You know, you, you kind of, where's your trust in the systems yeah. that you're, you're actually using to defend yourselves? Yes, you can have these managerial reports that are saying the job that they're doing, but if you're scrutinising it every turn, even if it's doing arguably the right thing, you know, like, do you really have that kind of faith in what you are, you know, doing at the end of the day? You're creating fear, aren't you? I think that's what you're saying there. And I think with a boardroom level, you don't want to create fear. You want to give assurances. It's working. Brilliant. Nothing to report. It's, it's, a, it's the positive marketing of the security capability that we're missing there, isn't it? Um, and so the only time you get seen by the board is when you're coming to them with a problem, as opposed to look at all the good stuff we're doing, look at all the things we've prevented which is actually is the health and safety mindset now, which is look at how many days we've gone without an incident mm. rather than only ever being seen by the board when you've got an accident book in your hand. But is that how security want to be seen? Do they want to be seen as those people that they're quite happy to be left alone because they know they're doing a good job or do they want that active engagement with the board? That excellent question. That's actually, yeah. That's the next podcast sorted. <laughs> Definitely. So, let's have a quick um, round the table then. Um, board, security on the board or security not on the board? And by that, I mean the people themselves rather than the agenda. Peter? I would say security not on the board, but security in the board. Great. I'm going to go with Peter, yeah. Um, not on the board, but yeah, in the board have that foundation knowledge so they at least understand it. And Liam? Yeah, I think we're all in uh, consensus. I think security need to communicate effectively with the board. I think that's the, the key takeaway for me. Well, there you have it from the Advent IM crew. 
Security not on the board, but most definitely in the board. This has been the Advent IM Risk and, and Business Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Get in touch if you've enjoyed it, or if there are any particular topics you think we should be covering, then why don't you ping us? You can find us on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and pretty much every social media platform. Till next time, take care. Thank you.